You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The best people in the world. That's right. That is you, listeners and viewers of Locked On Spartans. How on earth are you doing on this Monday? Thank you so much for starting your week with us at Locked On Spartans. Your green and white team every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. I uh, hope you're having uh, a good start to the week. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. I had a very fun uh, 30th birthday party of sorts. Uh, it was great. It was a surprise, somewhat of a surprise. Every year we have this Kentucky Derby party, but they, they threw in a birthday aspect. So very uh, lucky to have people in my life to do that, it was awesome, and uh, that I'm alive to still talk about Michigan State Spartans after the uh, shenanigans that we got into on Saturday. That's right, but you know what? Like Spartans do, we bounce back, baby, and we are here to talk about Carson Cooper committing to Michigan State hoops. Okay, that that came out of nowhere, and I'm talking like the whole recruitment. Fascinating scenario going on there, how it's going to impact Michigan State. Not really next year, but the years after that. We'll get into that in segment one, and then after... Well, of course, we got to crack open the mailbag. Um, we go everything from Mel Tucker in the NIL. If I can add one player to Michigan State's football team from around the country next year, who would it be? But before we get to any of that, of course, got to do the housekeeping. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast or YouTube channel. However you're digesting this content, smash that subscribe button, leave a review, comment below. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, uh, Just or hey, if you don't want to do it in the comment section, hit me up, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. All right, so now that that company stuff is out of the way, let's talk about the, the news of the weekend for Michigan State, and that is Carson Cooper, all six foot eleven of him from IMG Academy in Florida, commits to Michigan State. This is not a name that I had on my radar as far as recruiting goes. And quite frankly, I thought the 2022 class was done. I thought it was going to be a nice little two-man class with Jackson Kohler, Trayvon Holloman. But nope, Carson Cooper from IMG Academy. Only for one year, though. He's actually from Jackson, Michigan, but he went to IMG his senior year. Commits to Michigan State. So this is a a really interesting thing that we got going on for uh, our Spartans. Because, yes, he... This is going to be a scholarship player next year, but don't expect him to play next year. Like he, He's not going to be an instant impact kid, and that's not a slight on him. That's just the plan with what's going to go on here. He is going to redshirt next season. That decision's pretty much already been made. And here is how his timeline went. Uh, he was uh, at Jackson, Michigan, went down to IMG Academy, um, and he played for their blue team. Now, IMG is, if you don't know, it, it is like the sports factory uh, amongst high schools in this nation. Like, kids go there literally just to hone in on their athletic craft and then score themselves a, a scholarship, hopefully, down the road. That's why they pay roughly a scrillion dollars a year in tuition to go down there. So they are loaded. They've got a white team that travels the country. I think it's called the white team. I know that's how they do it for football. Um, and that's their main team. So, yes, he played on the second varsity team, so to speak, the blue team. But still, obviously, very talented and probably a team that would wipe the floor with a lot of schools around the country. So that is uh, just his high school background right here. His recruitment really didn't take off until this year. And that's because, well, during the COVID year, n- not a lot was going on, of course. And then, well, last year, okay, things start to pick up. He hears from Eastern Michigan. 
He hears from Vermont. He hears from American and Duquesne. So a lot, you know, smaller schools. D1 schools, no doubt, but smaller schools. But he was having a good season. Climbing up there. The term late bloomer has been thrown around a lot when it comes to Carson Cooper here, whether it be the fine folks at 24-7 Sports or my guy, Dave Klein of SpartanHoops.com. He also used that term too, late bloomer. So I I actually just reached out to him via text. I was like, hey, potentially dumb question, but like, what do you mean by that? Does that mean like late growth spurt? Like, is this like an Anthony Davis situation where he was like six foot four and then all of a sudden like he gained six inches out of nowhere? Late bloomer, like, is he new to the game of basketball? Late bloomer, like, is he starting to just understand the game more? And DK hits me back, as he does, just a quick turnaround on the text because, well, he's one of the best people out there, and says, yeah, late bloomer in the sense that he's getting more comfortable on the basketball court, coordination is coming along, and he's really becoming comfortable just out there. So it's not necessarily a, a new game to him. This isn't a new body. He's just getting used to that six foot eleven frame. And... Also, you can kind of see it in the the film that's out there, the highlight tapes that are out there. Like, yeah, of course he's going to be this physically imposing guy in the paint. He's going to have these clips where he's swatting some kid's shot, no doubt about it. But he also does have a little bit of a jump shot too. I mean, comfortable enough where it it looks comfortable coming off the hand. Now is he going to come in here and just start cashing in threes at a 42% clip? I... Would highly doubt it, but I would welcome it. I highly doubt it, but hey, we know how it is in basketball now. If you're a big that can extend the floor, be my guess. That's good for us. So, how this impacts Michigan State next year? Again, it doesn't because he is redshirting. He will not be playing until 2023. Yeah, wow, sorry, I can't believe I had to think about that one for a little bit. 2023 is when he will be playing that decision's already been made. So, fascinating there, because the, the plan for uh, Carson Cooper is, yeah, he's getting these Division One offers, but he wanted to aim a little higher. And I think the original plan was for him to do like a post-grad year or something like that down at IMG Academy, get a little more you know, physique, uh, muscle on the bone, get even more comfortable on the court, get better film out there, and then you know, get poached by a Power 5 program. Well, instead of doing that at IMG, essentially, his own company is saying, like, uh, instead of a post-grad year, how about you just come to Michigan State and we'll start coaching you the way that, you know, we want you to be coached. So that way, you're you're right, hit the ground running here when you are prepared to play on the court in 2023. Now, I, I'm sorry, like, I, I can't speculate how much he will play his freshman year in two years or even three years because a lot of it is going to come down to what happens in this red shirt year uh that's that's for anyone to guess really um but it will be nice to have uh Mati Sissoko Jackson Kohler I mean like they'll be practicing against this kid time in and time out and it's hard to find just six foot eleven kids wandering out if I could talk wandering around campus to throw on your practice squad. So, no, like, yeah, for year one, like, he is essentially a scholarship practice squad player, but you could do a lot worse than a kid that's six foot eleven. So, yeah, fascinating to see how this all turns out. And one other note, too, and I'm going to go back to DK. I'm actually going to read a tweet right off his timeline because I think he puts it very well. Uh, someone asked him if Carson Cooper was going to be a walk-on. And DK writes, I don't expect MSU to fill 13 scholarships under Izzo again. He had 11 real scholarship players last year, and going forward, that's where I 
I see they keep it around. I guess he's a scholarship kid, but truthfully doesn't matter the way the roster will be handled going forward. And I agree. I mean, it's, it, I think it's clear that 13 isn't a number that Izzo feels like he has to hit as far as scholarships go. And we'll see how it works. I, I think that this pattern kind of goes hand in hand with the whole transfer portal blow up pattern, right? That rosters are always going to be changing. Keep it short, I, I guess, if you want. So yeah, I, th- that 13 scholarship number is, is one that I'm starting to fade away on too, as far as like importance goes. But hey, stay tuned to find out uh, if it works. I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to doubt Tom Izzo, the, the Hall of Fame head coach, because uh, he knows what he's doing for the most part. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for uh, nope no that's nope I was gonna say it's it for MSU hoops news over the weekend but that's that's not true at all no it's not an assistant coach yet hopefully they'll hire one before November uh it's that Max Christie did get a invite to the NBA combine just little note right there um kind of went under the radar but yeah uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday it, it came out that yeah he did get this combine invite so the combine is May 16th to the 22nd, so don't expect a decision from Max Christie and his camp until, well, after that week wraps up. So there you have it. That is the 411 on MSU Hoops right there. Now, we're going to get to a few mailbag questions, but first, just got to talk to you fine people about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. We, we've been talking your ear off about it for as long as you've been listening to this podcast, I bet. That's right, and uh, we do it for three reasons. Because, well, okay, four reasons. One, we, we care about you. That's right. Us at the Lockdown Podcast Network, we care about you. Bill Bar cares for you for three reasons. Uh, one, they, they take care of your taste buds. This tastes better than a candy bar. Uh, it's written in front of me that they, they encourage us to say that, but I'll, I'll straight up tell you that if you just run into me at like a tailgate or uh, on the sidewalk, you'll be like, hey, are Bill Bar's really that good? People have done this. Absolutely they are. Yes, they are. They're soft, they're chewy, they're wrapped in 100% real chocolate. And number two, they take care of the body. Most Built Bars contain anywhere from 130 to 170 calories, so not that much. They keep it at 4 grams of net carbs, just 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. Getting you ready for your day at the office, day at the golf course, day doing yard work, of course. Day working out if uh, if you're one of those folks. Oh boy, I haven't been one of those folks in too long. I will be... Scarfing down some Built Bars this week as I try to get myself back in the exercise game. And Built Bar is always good for that. And number three, uh, they're always good for saving you money. Go to Built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to save you 15% off your order. That's right, gang. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your Built Bars. And before diving headfirst into our mailbag, hey, just want to thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. That's one place to submit any questions, segment ideas. I got a lot um, of segment ideas emailed to us before the week. I want to try to get through these either this week or sometime next week. Or hit me up, uh, Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. That's if you have any questions. If they're serious, if they're ridiculous, hey, throw them my way. It's the offseason. We've got time for this. So let's dive into the first mailbag question that we got here. This one is from Elijah. He asks, do you think MSU ever has the NIL funds to theoretically make a play like USC did with Jordan Addison? Or is that not in the playbook with a guy like Mel? Now, to bring everyone up to speed, if you're not hip to the Jordan Addison situation, he is the all-world wide receiver for Pitt. 
won receiver of the year last year, and everything was fine. He was going to play a pit next year, and then rumbling started to happen out of USC's camp that, uh, hey, Jordan, if you want to come to USC, there might be some cash, a lot of cash thrown your way. Now it's been rumored that it's around like the $3 million mark. I don't know if that's a true number or not. Uh, that would be more guaranteed money than a receiver drafted in the second round would be making uh, next year. But uh, again, like this is also the NIL era though. So yeah, that seems like a crazy number, but I, I don't know if I'm just going to immediately dismiss it. So that's what's going on there. And with that, other colleges caught wind that, oh, well, Addison might be leaving if the price is right in NIL. Let's get our name in the mix. And now I think he's due to select between like eight teams sometime like this week or next. It's a mess of a situation, but hey, that, that's that's how it is now these days. And the thing here that I want to make clear too is that this isn't these aren't the schools, these aren't the programs reaching out. These are boosters or NIL collectives throwing these whispers out because you know it's it's not like um Nick Saban's picking up the phone being like, hey, Jordan, um, $3 million? No, like, it, it's all boosters and whatnot, which is what a s- slippery slope that is because I also saw, uh, th- I think this was from the college football uh, Reddit, subreddit, if you're hip to that internet community. Um, it was a screenshot from, like, a quote from a coach that said, like, I've got NIL people reaching out to recruits that I, quite frankly, don't even want. So, like, this, this is all a mess. <laughs> like, that's... Listen, like, coaches can't facilitate these things. Now, I'm not going to be all naive and say that, like, that never happens, but at least in front of everyone, that's not supposed to happen. It's very funny for NIL collectives to go play facilitator, play agent, play general manager for some of these college teams for coaches that might not even want the kids that they're trying to buy. Anyway, let's get back to the actual question. I'll, I'll stop my rambling. Do... Or, okay, so the last part of the question is, or is that not in the playbook with a guy like Mel? Like I said, coaches can't actually do this, but he's not going to be a guy like like Davo Sweeney that just openly says he hates NIL or something like that. Like, I, I think he will be open to do whatever it takes to get the players necessary to win championships at Michigan State, whether that's Big Ten championships, national championships, whatever it is. I think he's a pretty progressive-thinking coach. Where, okay, yeah, it's open season. We got a receiver on the market here that's looking for X. Maybe I send a text to a NIL collective person be like, oh, I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be coded language all over the place. So, yeah, I don't think Mel's going to be shying away from anything like this. I think he can do whatever he can, which still, again, isn't a lot because he, he can't technically do it, but... We're we're all adults here. We we kind of know how it goes. I'm sure it's just all crazy. It's it's all fascinating to me because and MSU is obviously one of these pioneers in NIL. They they had that great United uh, wholesale mortgage uh, stipend, six hundred dollars a month for all football and basketball players. Like that's very uh, forward thinking. And yeah, it's no secret that Matt Ishbia I doesn't have a aversion to <laughs> to NIL either. It just who else can, though? Like, is Ishbia going to be the only guy? Because, also, I, I've heard that some of the big donors at MSU, like, aren't necessarily all aligned with NIL. Some are very against it. 
And this is not a Michigan State exclusive problem right now. I would fetch a guess that at least 99% of all the other programs, the number's probably 100%, will have an issue like this where the, the bigwig donors will be split on this. Like, I'm sure some are gun ho What am I saying? There are a lot that are already gun ho Just go down to Texas A&M. That recruiting... That, can't talk today. That recruiting class doesn't happen <laughs> without the NIL collective that they got going on down there. So, yeah, it's just how all in can your donors be your alumni base be and from there it's open season so yeah uh i yeah so sorry to make that very what should have been a short answer a long rambly answer but yeah i i think so i i have no reason to believe against it because the other thing it's nil and the transfer portal it's very clear that mel tucker's been very open to hitting the transfer portal to revamp rosters well, all three off seasons he's been here. So yeah, I, I don't think he'd stop at anything to help make Michigan State become one of the top programs in the entire nation. So yeah, that's uh in Melby Trust, baby. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. We got some more mailbag questions here in a hot segment. First, I gotta talk to you lovely people about betonline.net. What a race that was. I I I, I bet on epicenter. I uh, donated my funds to betonline.net, but what a hoot and a half that race was. Never seen anything like that. Luckily for us, though, uh, very, very far from the end of the sports calendar, NBA playoffs, MLB season. We got NHL playoffs. PGA Tour golf is in full swing right now. That is a golf pun if you're keeping score at home. Uh, They got it all at betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your betting sports and info. Find all the latest sports development League reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball season, like I said, hockey playoffs. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and action. Gang, that's at Bet Online where the game starts. Now let's start the third and final segment with. Uh, a question or two from Bodie. He actually wrote in three questions. Uh, we're going to get to two of them, and I want to save the third for another uh, segment this week. The one that we're not going to do is uh, going week by week in the college football season and highlighting games that we are excited for. So that cannot wait to do that later on this week. But for now, we're going to do two other questions that Bodie sent in to LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Says first, if you could pick any player off another college football team and put them on MSU, who are you choosing and why? That's a great question. Um, whew. I have names written down in front of me, and they're just from two schools: <laughs> um, Alabama and Ohio State. I picked two guys from each of those schools, and I, I will name a winner. I'm not going to cheat and give you four names and say, oh, I can't select, because I definitely can select, but starting out at OSU, uh, just Paris Johnson, the, the offensive tackle for, for the Buckeyes, like, just a giant hulking tackle that you could just trust. Uh, that doesn't sound like a bad time whatsoever. And then uh, Jackson Smith, uh, the Jigba, Great receiver, and I know that we already got a good receiver. Our wide receiver room is actually pretty talented, probably in the upper third of the conference, if not even higher. But man, that guy is a special, special talent at wide receiver. Uh, that would be unbelievable. So yeah, they're definitely on my top four. Another name that this might be like the dark horse name uh, is Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. 
Now, he was at Georgia Tech last year, but this guy can do it all. Like, catch out of the backfield, great runner, speedy guy, does special teams. Like, that. that's a name that will be on Heisman boards, I, I think, by the time the season ends. I think he will get the uh, invite to New York. Also, to tie it back to bet online, he's riding 60-1 to 1 odds if you want to throw a little nice future bet out there. But, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, I think, is going to be getting a lot of play. But last but not least, and this is the guy that I would have, and I think I think this would be the answer for almost any college football team, Will Anderson of Alabama. Whether you want to call him a, an edge, an outside linebacker, defensive whatever he is, He's a, a stone-cold murderer of football players. That's his position. He will just go out and hunt you down like a cheetah chasing a wild boar and just taking care of it. No problem. Um, it's unbelievable. I can't believe he wasn't even NFL draft eligible last year because this kid probably could have been defensive player of the year uh, or defensive rookie of the year in the NFL next season uh, should he have been eligible. But no, it's got to be Will Anderson. Uh, Listen, I, I, I'm a big trenches guy. Like Paris Johnson, that'd be awesome. But man, if you could have a game wrecker, which that's what this Will Anderson cat is, uh, you absolutely have him. And that would be a blast to have on this team. It's, it's a bummer losing Drew Beasley, Jacob Panashuk, but if you could plug in huh, Will Anderson and give him some Brandon Jordan coaching, Teams might be looking at 15 sacks per game against their quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the fantasy land. I stepped in right there. If you have another name, drop it below in the comments on YouTube. Or, hey, if you're listening on the podcast, hit me up, Sheehan underscore sports. And the other question that we wanted to hit from Bodie, he has a hypothetical for us. Unfortunately, COVID came a couple years earlier and wiped out an, an entire football season. Luckily, you get to pick which season was canceled. However, your only options are the 2013 season and the 2015 season. You have to decide whether the Rose Bowl season never happens or the college football playoff appearance never happens. Best of luck because this choice just about wrecked me. Well, it's it's also wrecking me. Again, love the show. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, thank you for the kind words at the end of that email, uh, Bodie. Really do appreciate it. Um, This... I've wrestled with this question ever since I got it just before the weekend started. And um, it's really dependent on what mood I'm in. Because that 2013 season was beautiful. It was a storybook. But more importantly, and it had its moments, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, kind of stress-free. Right? Stress-free season. They were the first. The first team in the Big Ten, as we all remember, to win all their conference games by 10 or more points. Like, that's awesome. So, if I'm just, like, in a chill mood and just want to remember the 2013 season, like, yeah, that that sounds great. It was lovely. It was a storybook. Uh, we, we finally reached that climax of the Mark D'Antonio era, or so we thought. Things got a little better, too, two years later. Because let's talk about that 2015 season. If I'm in a mood where I want my blood pressure, like, 210 beats per minute, like, yeah, it's the 2015 season. And that might be the best season to go back and watch. On YouTube. One time for Andy HRCMB. Uh, you have the Oregon game. Okay. Stressful. Can't get much worse than that, right? Oh, no. How about, like, the, the Michigan game? Even the Purdue game was stressful that year. And how about the Ohio State game? The Iowa game? Like, so... <sighs> from rewatchability, 
And I know that wasn't the question, but this is how I'm choosing to look at this question. I I think I keep God. This is this is one of these questions where I would change my answer every time I'm asked it. I think I'd keep the 2015 season. I think I'd keep the 2015 season because not only is it very rewatchable, it had all the drama you could ever want and more. But also, if I lost eight years off my life watching that season, which I did, I want to keep it around for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. So, I, God, this sounds so disrespectful to cancel the 2013 season. But, yeah, I'm putting it in the guillotine because I want to remember that Ohio State game on their senior day that essentially knocked them out of national title contention. And that was a team that absolutely could have won a national title. Uh, I want to remember the Jalen Watts-Jackson play. I, I want to remember that Oregon game. I want to remember that final drive in Indianapolis that took 47 minutes of game time off the clock as LJ Scott dunked the ball over the goal line. I want to remember all that. And those are games, uh, if you get one of those per season, like, it's marquee. MSU had, like, four of them, at, at minimum. And so, for that reason, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the 2015 season, I hope. I hope that doesn't upset a lot of people, um, because I don't think there's a necessarily a wrong answer here. Um, but, th- wow, this is a question that could definitely get some passion out of people, I bet. So, thanks a lot for that question, too. Again, we'll, we'll get to the... Third uh, question of that email sometime this week, hopefully, maybe early next week. But yeah, thanks a ton to uh, anyone that submitted a question. Thank you guys for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day and kicking off your week with, yeah, Locked on Spartans. You guys are the best. Love every single one of you. Now, go check out Locked on Big Ten. It's with my guy, Nate Dickinson. Brings you up to speed on everything in the conference from recruiting, how Big Ten players are doing in the pros, uh, and what's actually going on with current student athletes at their Big Ten schools. Yeah. Nate does a great job. I'm on once a week, every Friday, if you want to go back. Uh, We played Kentucky Derby Jockey or Big Ten Football Player last week, so that was a fun one. But, yeah, go check them out. Just like this show, it's free and available on all platforms. All right, gang, we will see you tomorrow. Love you all. Go Green.